Um, so I am going to rate this movie. I'm going to give it um, five out of five whale alien noises. All right. And you went third. So that was the last rating we had to give. So, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. It was Ray and Greg were here today. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, this was fun. I, yeah. It feels like we got through it pretty quick, but you know, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say it feels quick. I guess that depends if you like still do like linear time stuff or not. I'd, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, I'm Amy Adams having a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the shout out to those non-linear time people that we have yeah. listening to the podcast. They're gonna love this one. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one for them. <laughs> They're gonna be, you know burning down the roof with that shit. Is that a phrase? I don't know. In the future, it will be. In 3,000 years, when I need your help to get that joke. Um, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be um, the ending of the podcast or something along the lines of Welcome to the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. This... What do I usually say after that? Well, every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest <laughs> hadn't seen before and really should have by now. Uh, this week, we're kicking off a brand new month of hopefully normal length episodes. Sorry for the last four episodes that came out in about 10 days and were a cumulative 12 hours or something like that. Um, instead of Oscars this month, we're going to be focusing on, I haven't decided on a name yet, you guys can help me, but alien invasions, incursions, visitations. Um, I was thinking like watch the skies month, if they're, you know, something like that. Um, or just, uh, you know, alien invasions. This was, this was, if you remember, it's not as timely now, about a month and a half ago where we were shooting UFOs out of the sky every couple days. Um, that's what inspired this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was no name for it yet. Yeah. I wish yeah, I had known this earlier. Yeah. This is the first episode of the month. I like to workshop it a little bit. Oh, all I can think of right now is unidentified flying podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> not quite there but we're getting there <laughs> okay well think about UFP, throughout. ufp month yeah think about it throughout i need okay. a i need a name by tomorrow so i can put the name in the description um i guess this week you've already heard him talk you've already heard greg give his rating but we got ray hi and gray hey and i didn't do this first but it's okay because we're non-linear now and uh, left to right across your podcast style those were the guests um before we get into arrival which is i don't know if i've said is the movie this week yet but, you said it, but in the future. Yeah, probably. Um, have you guys watched anything good recently? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Um, nope. It came on to Amazon Prime, so we watched that in the future, but not yet. Oh. But we can probably talk about it anyway. I think I know what happens now. Yeah, you can see yourself giving a lecture on it. Yes. <laughs> and so you're, you're reading the book that you good. write about it in a few years. Yes, it was good. <laughs> it's so good oh and we also saw well i saw the dungeons and dragons movie tomorrow yeah i was looking forward to that yeah it was good but now that we're thinking in the future i knew it was good too um i watched john wick four. Oh yeah it was yeah it's i mean the best big budget action movie that i've seen in theaters since uh mad max fury road i've heard a lot of people Ooh. raving about john wick four yeah it's Practical effects, man, and stuntmen actually falling down things. It has a real visceral impact, and that movie is incredible. And I think Donnie Yen, calling it now, will be very much in our conversation at the ladies next year. Wow. Mm. How, how does the stunts compare to the stunt 
woman in tar when she falls on her face. It's like that. And there's there's stairs that people fall down, but it's like a 20 minute long sequence. <laughs> and it's hundreds and hundreds of steps. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, the movie, it's just like the quick review because I think we want to talk about Arrival a lot. Um, yeah, movie's incredible. A non-spoiler review because it'll still be in theaters by the time this comes out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Keanu's still great, but Donnie Yen, who plays, well, actually like another blind warrior guy like he did in Rogue One, um, it's the coolest anyone's looked on screen in quite a while. He's so fucking cool. It's incredible. So yeah, uh, worth, worth seeing in theaters. It was the best theater going experience I've had since the pandemic. Wow. In terms of, I mean, we saw this in fall river. It's the suburbs. It's not like seeing it at an indie theater in Boston. Um, the crowd was super into it. There was like, not people talking and stuff, but people like making noises appropriate to the moment. It was like a concert atmosphere almost. It was it was pretty incredible. Wow. Uh, there's a couple sequences in there. People online are picking their favorite one. There's like the crane shot in the apartment. I'm all about the stairs. It's the stairs for me. I'm a stairs guy. We talk about good stairs movies a lot with you guys. Yes. Yeah, so this is another good stairs movie. This is an excellent stairs movie. Wow. Yeah, really, really highly ranking stairs movie. <laughs> so that's my short thing about it. Um, I'm really upset that in Arrival, they use that lift when they could have used could've one used of those, st- like the stairs you use on a plane. Mobile stairs. <laughs> <laughs> or the, it could have the, the stair car from Arrested Development or something. <laughs> yes. Used, yeah. uh, only complain about the movie. <laughs> it's the only, aside from that though, uh, let's, let's get into it. Uh, oh, Hey guys, you want to make a podcast? <laughs> it's a strange quote. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Another <laughs> quote we're doing. Right. Um, what a way to end the movie. Okay, but to back at the beginning, it wants to give us a one move. Oh, wait, no, the, the, the prestige. Remember, yeah, I remember how this podcast works. What is your relationship with this movie? Uh, uh, we actually saw it when it was nominated for Best Picture in 20, 2016? 2016 yeah, I, Oscars? 2016? Yeah, whenever 2016 was. release, so 17 ceremony, but yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw it then. Cool. Uh, and I, I loved it when we first saw it. It was really, really cool. I think it was actually a pretty good year that year for movies. Yeah, I think the other things like overshadowed it. I don't remember. What I think it was still one of our, our top ones, but I think that was a, a good year, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah, it's tough. It's always tough for sci-fi to break through until, I guess, this year at the Oscars. But mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, at that point, we had been watching the Oscars for a few years, and this was like kind of an unusual one compared to some of the other ones that had made it. So it was like really refreshing, and uh, yeah, I had a really good time with it. Yeah. 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 Same. Just that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen this movie before. I was very surprised you haven't seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't seen Arrival before. I like Villeneuve a lot, but I just hadn't seen this before. And then when I was starting the podcast, I was like, well, eventually that'll be useful. (laughs) So I hadn't watched it since starting the podcast. Hmm. That was kind of it. There was um, a period of time after, I don't even know, because 2016, I was, you know, I was around, I was doing stuff. I don't know why I didn't see this movie. Mm, I think I was missed li- out. Living, maybe living in Boston at the time, but I didn't really have any money. That was probably why. There's periods of my life where I just don't go to the movies because, uh, you know, they cost money. It's so stupid. But not I don't now, know now why. I go all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, yeah. Yeah, uh, you were saying that, yeah, that you were probably poor and couldn't go to the movies. I was like, you should have gotten a job at the movie theater. would have solved both problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really would have. Or just known someone who did and was friendly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, I like Villeneuve a lot. This is our first in Evil Neuve movie. We'll probably do more because I like a lot of his movies. I had a lot of notes, but this being a first time watch, my notes are pretty much exclusively on the movie. So context and other stuff, you can go to Wikipedia for that instead of listening to me read it as usual. So um, who wants to give us a one minute plot summary? Do you want me to? Do you guys want to? What do you think? I think you're supposed to. I can though. Um, I really consider if I did it to do the whole plot summary out of order, but I think the movie's too good to do that to it, even though it'd be really funny. Well, do you do a chronological order or movie order? No, just a made-up order because my time's non-linear anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Telling the movie in the order it presents it to you will be technically non-chronological. Yes. So. Yes. Um, you want me to go or do you want to go? What do you think? Let's let Ben do it because I feel All like right. I haven't heard Ben, ben never do gets to do summary them. before. I don't do them often, so yeah. I'll, I'm glad to. As the movie begins, you hear a voiceover from Amy Adams, who is Louise... Banks, Birch, something like that. Anyway, and she is a scientist, but she's talking to her daughter saying that I thought this was the beginning of the story, but now I don't know so much about beginnings and endings anymore. Anyway, she gets, you see that her daughter only made it to be, you know, in her teens and then died from some disease. Uh, Later says a very rare one. She is a professor of linguistics and language, I guess, linguistics, right? and is pulled in by the American government to a situation in Montana, namely that 12 spaceships have come to earth and one's in Montana. Those other 11 are different places around the globe and the governments are coordinating to try and figure out what's going on. She goes into it, talks to some aliens, learns how to speak their language. They have like circle language, etc. Um, the Chinese start like posturing, like they're going to attack Russia and Sudan follow suit. And then at the last moment before a big world war kicks off, uh, Louise in the future learns the phone number for the Chinese president or general general Shang and calls him in the past, which is the present to tell him his wife's dying words, which she doesn't know until the future. And that uh, gets everything cooled down. And now Louise sees all time, all everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. 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 I went over by 30 seconds. Yeah. Ooh. I was going to say, it seemed like a long minute, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough because I can't really watch the time and think what I'm saying at the same time. Makes sense. <laughs> what of you should have kept time. Anyway. I was going to, but as soon as you started, I was going to say 10 seconds left in the future, but I didn't want to interrupt oh, you. Been it smart. would have made it take so much longer if I did that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you find out that her daughter isn't actually born until after the events of the movie. Which is yes. like the coolest part. Yeah. That is the coolest part. And then Jeremy Renner asks her if she wants to make a baby. Yes. <laughs> and the movie ends. Uh, yeah. Yep. Great movie. Good stuff. Okay. First question. Did you figure out that she was, that these were not flashbacks? Eventually, when. It takes a long time, but they really give you all you need, like constantly. Yeah, eventually, I think it's the time where Jeremy Renner's like, oh, you know, when people immerse themselves in a language, they start to think in that language. Have you been dreaming in that language? And then they're pulling in the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she starts going like, who's that little girl? Um, 
And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's when she says like, "Who's that little girl?" It's pretty late in the movie. It's like, almost true. the end. That is, that it's is, almost the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is when she's in the into the white cloud yes. space. Um, <laughs> it's like right before the reveal. Yeah, they do but, like yeah. such a good job with it. I thought there was a time thing. I really, really loved the way that they played with the audio scape of the movie. The sound in that movie is awesome. Yes. Yeah, Greg kept saying that this time. That like the, yeah, the, the score was great. really good. The score, the sounds, like I think it won you got a, like you got sound a big editing. sound bar. I bet it was rocking mm-hmm. the subwoofer over there, which gets a real workout in this movie. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's awesome. The sounds <laughs> mine, mine did, good. which like I never super noticed when mine kicks on, but I did in this movie because there's like a couple of times where it was just like, whoa, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's blown me out of my recliner. Awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, the sounds wicked good in this movie. Um, I think I was hypersensitive to it after All Quiet on the Western Front won every <laughs> sound-based award with three notes it plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to never look at you, but this is just the way to get no, He's in cool. the Robbie seat. You know how it goes. The Robbie seat, I know. <laughs> um, this is uh, a really good movie. The language is funny in it. Not the alien language. The language that the characters use who speak English. Um. It's weird, but it's fine. It doesn't distract from it, but it's funny because it's a movie about language and the dialogue is pretty silly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, but still, it's it's not a big deal. I don't think it detracts from it. It's just kind of silly to me. Um, what accent is Forrest Whitaker doing? Do we know? No, I have no idea. Does anyone know? No. <laughs> I don't know. Does Forrest Whitaker know? <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think so. <laughs> it's um pretty indescribable. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what I'm going to go with. Whatever the first result from a quick Google search is. Yeah, I thought this might be the case. What? You want to guess? I have no idea. It's nearby. Boston. Some. It's kind of Boston, but he's doing Maine. Oh. He's doing Maine, New Englander. Huh. Again, that's according to the first result in Google, and we're taking that as gospel. Uh, yeah, so what I knew about this movie going into it was that, like I said, I liked Denis Villeneuve, and I remember at the time everyone was upset that Amy Adams did not get nominated for Best Actress. It's a surprise. Yes, and that's kicked off one of, I mean, at least every year, again, until this year, there's a round of they don't take genre movies seriously. And even though this is a sort of high-minded sci-fi movie, it's still, has, it's still sci-fi, and so it gets hit with that tag and doesn't get the respect it probably should have outside of technical categories, which I think it got a decent amount it got a, of recognition. Yeah, but. It did. It didn't win much. I think just one sound-based category. It should have. That was great. Yeah, um, that's it. So, yeah. So, right off the bat, awesome concept for a movie. A lot of alien movies, not a lot of times where they're like, we can't talk to the aliens. Like, not because the aliens don't want to talk to us, but because we just physically have no idea how we're going to do this. Yeah. The fact that the aliens are nonviolent is already unusual. You know what I mean? Not only are they nonviolent, the whole movie is we don't know why, what they want at all. They seem to have no reason to be here. They've just shown up. So cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think there's just something about that that I really, really like. As you know, one of my first thoughts while watching this movie is that Amy Adams has a really nice house. Yeah, she, she has a baller house. It's wicked it's nice. So on nice. The, on that lake. Do, do they never say where she is, right? 
I guess she's helicopters ride distance from Montana, but it was a really big military helicopter, so that doesn't really pinpoint it. No, I don't think, I they, don't say, think they do. Um, I'm pretty did, sure did they, they say don't. the name I, I of the college. To, yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to look for distinguishing characteristics of the college. I, I don't think they say that either. Um, it doesn't really matter, I guess. So no, they just it doesn't don't tell us. It doesn't super matter, but it only mattered to me in the case of like I want to go on Google Earth and see if that's a real house because <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so nice. There was a dock in the back that they mm-hmm. kind of showed in blurry vision a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out how she afforded that house. Like, what is she doing besides She's being got a professor? She's know. got tenure. She's got tenure. That's why I was thinking maybe they are like in very low population area and that's maybe cheap land, but then you wouldn't be that close to a college. I don't think they mentioned she's the first pick for this because she's already done military contract work. So she has the clearance for it. So I bet you she, if she's doing contract work, she probably gets paid a lot of money for shit like that. Yes. And she's, and she's like the best of the best at doing this. So she's probably, you know, big fish, small pond, but of people who translate things, she's like the rock star of the, of the, Field, I guess. Wonder how I, I, every time I see this, I'm like, I wonder how many languages she speaks. Because <laughs> she speaks Everyone Chinese they bring in the up. end. You know All what I mean? Them. Yeah. 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 I wonder what that sounds like to someone who speaks Mandarin. Where, where she's like running down a hallway yelling in Mandarin. Yes. Um, yeah. So cool movie. We, we agree on that. And uh, probably a bunch of other things too. Do we want to do it plot wise? It does seem. I think so. Like one that. Uh, I guess we can because you don't know that it's doing a trick on you until yeah. pretty close to the end. For I think we sure. should because even right off the bat, it starts with her doing her little thing about how there's like yeah, she, she thought this she was the know. beginning. Yeah, well, she says something too, like she thought this was her beginning, but it's not, or something like that. Yeah. And that right away, they're like telling you like this this isn't you know this isn't the beginning. Yeah. Um, and you watch the daughter die, uh, which yeah. I forgot that they they, they do an up. Yeah. I forgot they show you the daughter die too, but I, for some reason, I just thought it was heavily implied the daughter died. But they legit like here she is. She's oh no, she's, she's dead. very dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Amy Adams walks down a circular hallway, and you're like, hmm, circles. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. But I uh, that was sad. I didn't want to be too glib. Yeah. But I I really <laughs> like it right off the bat because as soon as she goes to the college, it's so funny watching her walk through the college and like everyone's just staring at the TVs and she gets to class and everyone's like. There's only five people in this giant lecture hall. Yeah. And she's like, where is everyone? Probably not worth mentioning. Yeah, I'll just keep, I'll teach on. anyway. You know, it's kind of funny because this time around, I like, I like I knew that the daughter thing hadn't happened yet. So I was trying to like figure out what her life was like beforehand. Pretty it, sad seeming. Yeah, it opens up and she's like yelling at her mom. Like, I'm fine, mom. I'm the way I always am or something. And like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it makes sense when you think like, oh yeah, she's like getting over the loss of her daughter. But like no, no not. nothing has happened to her. She's I just assume she has like an over- overbearing mother. <laughs> yeah, she's just a little annoyed at her mom. It turns out I in guess. that scene, but she just doesn't seem happy at all the whole time. <laughs> I um I like to like just the way um people are reacting to the aliens when they first land too. Like yeah. people trying to drive out of the parking lot are like crashing and beeping, and it's like. There's immediately panic, even though nothing's happened. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's really destabilizing information to get on a impact on humanity level, I guess. So, I, I, and I know so yeah, rioting. Yeah, I, I know it's like not the main focus of the movie, but I feel like they do a good job showing like what would probably happen. Like it's, I feel like it's pretty accurate. Like the way people yes behave and like like you said the riots, and it seems like the riots are more so at like 
countries that aren't super stable to begin with. You know what I mean? People are immediately in a War of the Worlds mindset. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Spielberg movie where there's, from pretty early in the movie, explicitly aliens attacking and killing humans. Yes. <laughs> People are reacting like that has been a confirmed thing that's happening. Yes. Because, I mean, we saw like, you know... When COVID happened and there were you couldn't buy toilet paper. Like it's it's it happens. Yes. Immediate immediate <laughs> panic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that, uh, that not that COVID wasn't a danger, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what anyway. So she's like Forrest Whitaker with doing a perfect Maine New England accent <laughs> is like uh can you do this job? And she's like, literally not without seeing them. That's most of language. And then he's like, well, forget you then. You're a fucking liar. We're not just, this isn't for looky-loos. Yeah, he's... I like the way... The he, whole movie, he just believes the worst of whatever, of whoever he's talking to, regardless of context, where he's immediately like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get to the site. And she's like, I've said three words, dude. You just burst into my office. I didn't know we were going to have this meeting. I didn't have time to formulate a plan. Yes. I and he's honestly, like, I know your game, and he leaves. I do honestly kind of like Forrest Whitaker's character, though, because I feel like normally the military general guy is like always just like a big asshole kind of like... But I feel like his character, the one thing that he does really good is... Every time he's provided with information, he's just like, ah, oh, yes, this makes sense. I'll change my opinion to be more reasonable. Right. <laughs> yeah. For a while, it's he thinks the worst of whatever anyone's telling him, and then he just believes whatever the last person tells him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't sell this. We're going to shut it down. And then she's like, have you considered that they don't know the difference between you and your? And he's like, okay, I'll buy you some time. Yeah, fine. <laughs> That's reasonable. <laughs> kangaroo. Yeah. Okay. Yes, kangaroos. This will work. Okay. You're on thin ice, Louise. I, I like, like, why are you so, you brought her here. Yeah. I like, um, so mad at her all the time. As soon as he shows her the phone, he's like, what are they saying? And he's like, got all these questions about it. And she's just going, are these aliens? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is exactly how this would really go. And he goes, yeah, that's that's them or whatever. Yes, but I'm asking you questions, and you just seemed very interested in the fact that these are aliens. Do they have mouths? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah he's he's very much like, a, look, once you've been there for a few days, you get over the alien thing. I now I just need answers. <laughs> um, uh, and pretty quickly they're there. Um, the helicopter going to her house thing is one of. I'd say several uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind homages in this movie. Um, there's a very famous scene in that movie, which if you haven't seen, you haven't seen that, right? Nope. <laughs> okay. I've seen it, Jokes but I don't you. remember now it. You're going to have to do an episode on it. Do, is that another one I think you mentioned? Do they try to talk to the aliens in that one? Is that a part of it? There's a communication aspect, yeah. Okay. I won't spoil it, but it's... Yeah. Um, I mentioned probably that one, the, remember? Yeah, you mentioned there's a communication aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do try to communicate with them eventually. Yeah. yeah, there's a really famous scene where a little boy ends up getting abducted, where there's it's nighttime, but then all of a sudden lights filling the windows and doorways of a I house. I know the scene. And, mm -hmm. So the, it was giving big that vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she gets in the helicopter and they're off to Montana, but she meets Jeremy Renner in the plane, yep. and he's like, "Nice book." She's like, "Thanks." Too bad it's all wrong. Yeah. So they have a nice, friendly sort of banter going on. 
And then Forrest Wicker's like, this is why you're both here. That yes. feels kind of Jurassic Parky. You like. don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Ian Malcolm shows up and does his weird laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd enjoy that. I'm not the scientist. You brought the rock star. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, gonna pretend that he's in the background doing that laugh for the rest of this movie <laughs> like a very you know a pretty dry movie overall but he's just in the background doing that. <laughs> he instantly punches it up uh, they get there the camp near the shell which they're calling the alien spaceship looks a lot like the camp that they go to in close encounters of the third kind that's the last time we'll mention it um and they see the guy getting pulled out in like the medivac thing while they're walking in they're like yes. who's that and of course it's the person that louise is replacing because it's a movie um but yeah pretty soon she's there they kind of just throw them in and they go into the into the shell pretty quickly yeah so at this point too is like the first time you see the shell ray noticed because yeah. prior to this I, I do want to put a fine point on that so thank you yeah you see it very blurry or dark in all these different news videos yes. like three or four times already yeah. but you really can't see it and then they give you that shot of it like with the mountains in the background and like the fog coming God, over and yeah. stuff and that's it's really really cool and that's like a long shot too and the music is like fucking jamming nice landscape shot lots of music yeah that's yeah. that's just show off stuff but in a good way i think that's pretty incredible establishing the size of this thing and you know, they're rolling, you said fog, but, you know, it's clouds because there's so many clouds in the movie. Yeah. Um, coming down into the, I guess it's a big valley pretty much. And yeah. I think that's an important shot too, though, because in oh, an alien it. movie too, there's like two things people want to see. It's like, we want to know what the spaceship looks like. You want to know what the alien looks like. Yep. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's nice that they give you like a nice, like long shot of like, here it is. This is what it looks like. You know what I mean? Think about this for a second. <laughs> How does this thing fly? And like shit like that. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that. It's a big st seemingly standing the wrong side up kind of, um, they call it a shell. I guess that's what you'd call it. Like a long, thin shell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. But they say they're like 1500 feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I like when the guy's getting taken out and they're like, what happened to him? They're like, some people just can't handle seeing them. You know what I mean? Because that's another thing that I'm like, oh, that's like, yeah, that'd be an issue. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. the thought, like of this is going to confronting like, that is going to be a big issue for some people. Just a complete mental break for some, I bet. Yeah. Um. It like you said, it will be a big issue when this happens. Yes, because we know it will. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> nonlinear already, so yeah. Um, I think that the build to the first time they go in is immaculate it is so good they're just ratcheting it up like you said like every detail is serving to put you in the mindset that louise is in where it's sort of just like this the panic doctor. they're kind of rushing her <laughs> yeah it's all really fast it's all really fast it's all sort of happening the doctor's like, explaining a lot of stuff to you really fast he's like here's all this stuff you got to get this and this and this we're drawing blood you're, you're getting these shots you, this is going to make you feel like this this and this okay get out of here they're getting the suits on and they're telling them all the stuff about like, oh, I got to wear the suits, the yeah. radiac, radi all this stuff. All this, of course, setting up when they take the suits off and, you know, what a big yes. pro progression that is. Um, but for now, it's just freaking her out and you're in, you're right there with her. It's kind of like, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go, I guess. 
Yeah, and then she like her acting's really good too. So she's like having she's like you can tell she's like close to a panic attack. She's like yes. breathing heavy. I feel like it makes me nervous the whole time I'm watching this. Like, like oh my god, she's not gonna hold it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is cool because up until this point, you don't know anything about them except what she knows, which is nothing. Because then, they, like after they see the aliens, that's when they do like a a dump of information of like what they know. Yes. Yeah. We know nothing. You because you don't know why they're here either. I mean, we, I guess we have no idea. You don't learn that till like the end of the movie, but. Yeah, but like after this first encounter, that's when Jeremy Renner comes on and says stuff about like, oh, oh sh- nobody knows why they're here except, you know, maybe they showed up where there's like not a lot of lightning strikes. Yeah, that's a little ways away because that's after one month, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you don't know anything at you this don't know point. No, you don't. Um, this, yeah, this whole sequence is great. Them going up in the razor thing i don't know lift. i don't know what machines are called uh, i think that's a scissor lift but i'm not scissor lifts i'm wow. gonna cut out the part until i say scissor lift <laughs> so it sounds like i know what it means that's impressive thanks yeah. thank you um i actually only knew it was a scissor lift because i heard you say it in the future oh okay so take your credit thank you yeah. i appreciate that so they go up in the scissor lift. This is where you're pulling it from. Yeah, this is where we're landing. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. And I like uh, like when it stops and their momentum with the low gravity carries them up yes. a little bit. And, she, and then like her panic attack is increasing a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, all the gravity stuff here is really cool. Like the people who have been there before just like, just go and do it. Basically. I love it too when they th- chuck the glow stick too. That's when yes, you first see it, what's going to happen. it like switches. Mm. And it, like, and it so lands like on the wall and you're yeah. like. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that would be enough to mess somebody up, so. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm trying to do this in my brain. What angle should I jump at? <laughs> yes. I definitely what, end up out of my head. That's what happens because Louise doesn't jump, right? She gets pulled by Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, he has to like just grab it. He's like, you can do this. And then before she tries yeah. to do anything, he just fucking yoinks yeah, her. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, okay, she hasn't said words for 25 minutes. So we're He's just probably done her. this with like six people. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, uh... Jeremy Renner seems fine. I Everyone know, else already <laughs> went. And yeah. Renner's like, okay, I guess I'll try. Any tips? No? All right. It's just Poor false. guy. He just like stumbles through. Yeah, and then they're like, are you okay? And I think he's, this is where he just says, holy fuck or something. Yeah. <laughs> and for a second, it looks like, oh, did he not make it into that field? And he's like going to fall back. It does. Then. It does seem like it for a second. Yep. Yeah, because he jumps like out for the whatever. But anyway, and then, because um, every time it happens in one of the movies we cover, we have to mention there's a... Dolly zoom as Jeremy Renner's looking up mm-hmm. the tube and down the tube back at the ground. And there's a really good job. Dolly zoom. Yeah. It's great. Um, this, when you, you, you already know this because in the future you've watched Nope already, but yes. there is a specific element in Nope that I feel like is visually pretty similar to looking up the tube to the white screen. Oh, I look um, forward to remembering about it in the future. Yeah. Oh, well, I do remember now. it now. You already know. Yes. You already know. Um, so they go in and they have their first session and it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that they, they keep showing you the canary. They keep showing you that little yeah. meter. I don't know if it's like a radiation meter or, or, or a sound thing. Yeah. They well, show that. They were, sh- one of the ones they were showing was sound. It keep, yeah. They keep showing that. They keep, you see the canary and even when the aliens first come too, cause they have the, the, the fog on the other side of their fish tank. Yeah. And again, I also have to mention when we all do the Leo meme pointing at the screen, when Amy Adams asked for with Swittaker, what happens now? And he says they arrive. Yep. We did that. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, then they arrive, and I wrote Squiddy Guys. Squiddy Guys, yep. Yeah, we got some heptapods. The heptapods. Every time I see the heptapods, too, I'm like, it's not two heptapods. It's one heptapod. Those are his hands. I like to imagine, like... <laughs> it does look like knuckles and, and it, know, it looks phalangers. Like, and I I don't think until the end of the movie you actually see the very top of them, yeah, really. They're you actually get, much longer than you notice. They're much yeah. taller. So it does look like two hands someone is doing, like, a little puppet show with. <laughs> but... It's not yet. It's a second or third session where they name him Abbott and Costello. But I yes. like that. Yes. Um, really cool aliens. Good aliens. Yeah, we like them. Yeah, very unique. Like I said, a lot of stuff about this movie, I feel like for an alien movie, it's got a lot of unique things. And I feel like that is not the design a lot of people would have picked for their aliens. No. So I didn't read the novella that this is nope. adapted from the story of your life, but I know that it's heptopods in that also. I think my understanding is they don't actually come down. They stay in orbit, but they send quote unquote looking glasses down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 112 instead of 12. Yes. Um, and they communicate through those, I guess. Um, like I said, I haven't read it, but some details are different. I think it's nice that they're there and just on the other side of the glass from each other. Yeah. I think it's I really like cool. Really important visual aspect of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, very important. Um, yeah, cool stuff. I really dig the canary. Canary's good. Yeah. We yeah. like that canary. I like that there's a canary. Of course, when they, I mean, just being a person who watches things, uh, when they brought the canary out, I was like, oh no, that canary's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. <laughs> and it almost survived, but it probably got caught in that big explosion. Um, no, I don't think they bring it up with them. No, I know. By by then they're not worried about oxygen. Anymore. I just think it's funny because they have like all these they have like all the technical things you know the meters and stuff reading things and they're like and this canary because old school old this just is, in case this works Don't I mess guess with what works yeah <laughs> I, I know it's not oxygen it's other gases but still <laughs> um she kind of blows it Louise does in the first session she does really bad she's like, like about to have a panic attack yeah. the whole time because. We don't see, like, anything in the first session, if I remember correctly. I think she doesn't do anything. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it, like, she does, like, nothing. It cuts to her, her them, like, out of the thing, like, getting decontaminated, yeah. and she just goes, am I fired? <laughs> and he says, you did better than the last guy. <laughs> yes. And then Renner, who seemed like he was kind of, like, handling it better. Yes, he seemed so, like he was doing fine. Like, tells everyone, like, okay, give me a minute, give me a minute, and then he vomits in the trash. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I love Good it. stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just seeing all the stuff they have to go through with the suit and the alarms going off, like, do not remove your your suits until decontamination is complete or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so they kind of blew it, but then there's this whole sequence, and most of the movie is the pattern of they go in, they debrief and gear up for another attempt. So that's what's happening now. They're gearing up for another attempt. We're seeing that there's riots on the streets. The Louise's team is looking at the audio files, but like they're really not getting anything out of that. Okay, here's a question I have for you. When they're like a compound was attacked and, you know, it's like this religion, and they're showing the website of this religious compound or whatever that was attacked and burned down. And it's like such a specific detail and they even on the screen it says it's Pastor Ethan Soper, and it's a shot, it's a picture, and I'm almost sure it's a picture of Matt Damon. <laughs> did you guys catch this? I didn't catch it. I did it. not. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure it's a picture of Matt Matt Damon on like a red carpet. <laughs> 
And it's just so specific because everything else is like riots on the street. People don't trust the government. This one specific religious compound, and here is their website, and I'm pretty sure it's a picture of Matt Damon. That's awesome. Um, I could be wrong. I looked for a long time, and like I said, there's a picture of a character, and their name is next to it, and if you Google, like, Arrival movie 2016, and that and that character name, nothing comes up. So. <laughs> Is it only me who sees this? What's what message is Denis Villeneuve trying to send me? You know. Um, anyway, and then I, I I wrote that, and then I was in really conspiratorial minded. So my next bullet point is significance of twelve, because that's got to do something in the Bible, right? Twelve. It's something. They just were like, let's set this. Uh, this is like 112 of these. We need like a hundred less. <laughs> oh my god! I I know. I know all our numerologists fans out there are just screaming at their podcast app. Like, oh, I can't believe they don't know what 12 means. <laughs> but I like when they give you these little filler things of like all the chaos going on. Like what's yes, happening in the world. Really nice. And I think this is essentially what would happen. Is yeah. it's just yeah. like, yeah. And then they get to like the fake Rush Limbaugh guy later who's radicalizing the soldiers and he's like, the same guy that's, that messed up your taxes are talking to the aliens? Yes. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't trust whatever the government's doing. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't Yeah, okay. I like it too because it, it helps put in perspective that there's a time crunch too. Yes. Because um, everything uh, Louise is doing is kind of slow. You know what I mean? Every session is really slow and like the you can tell the progress is slow and if there isn't like something showing that there's some kind of time crunch, Forrest Whitaker's character constantly yelling at her about how like you have to do more, it, it's a lot less reasonable, you know what I mean? Until yeah. you see what's going on in the world and you're like, okay, wait, yeah, we can't, you yes. can't take a year to figure out what's going on with these aliens. No, they have a, a week, basically. Yeah, it takes um, over a month. It's like yeah, two months. I think, I think they have a month. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting how long it actually takes because I feel like every other alien movie, it's like you know we're talking hours of like things happening. Yeah, and this I, is it's like two months ish. Yeah, this is like several months of them talking to the aliens and nothing really happening. Yeah, nothing really happening. Um, they're talking to so like the command center that you see a few times where they have people stationed as interpreters from all different 12 locations. Yeah, I love it. And they have the, their country or languages yeah. on their computers. Yeah. yeah I yeah, really yeah. like that. It's good stuff. And then at this point it's some, I think it's the Australian guy mm -hmm. who says that like, we've been playing back audio for them and they're playing back audio also of us from some unseen source. Yeah. And he's like, all in what was, all, what was that about? <laughs> uh, I think he they were just like, what are you trying with them, basically? And he's like, this is what we're trying. This is what we're happening. Ha he says, this is what's happening. And then he says, like, all in all, we got nothing. We have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he says, we got nothing. <laughs> but they, they put such a fine point on, like, ooh, and they're playing back audio of us from an unseen source. And I was like, ooh, that's going to play into it. And it's like, so I think I, they I just mean, like, was. they don't know where the audio is coming from. Like, right. there's no speakers. Like, how yeah. they... You know. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It feels like it's setting something up. But I think it's just setting up for when they talk later about like we don't know anything about their technology. We don't know how their ship works at all. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's it's true. Just like it's more of they that. Don't like we don't, don't know, know how shit about this. Any of their shit works. Like they're playing audio. We have no idea how. You know what I mean? We don't know how their ship flies. We don't know what it's doing. I think think it's just more of that. Like that they're just just showing that they're totally different than us. There's, we have no idea how any of their shit works. Attempt number two. She brings a visual aid. Yep, and Forrest Whitaker's like, oh, fine. <laughs> you, 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 you're gonna teach him how to write too <laughs> that's stupid 
That's going to take so much longer. It's like, no, we literally can't physically make the sounds they do, so I don't think it'll take longer. Yes. Um, Fine. <laughs> okay, you're on thin ice, Louise. And now, as soon as she writes to them, is that when they start writing back? They make their gross circle. That's what I wrote. She yes. says, human, <laughs> human. Yeah. And then they make a big circle of sludge, and she's and everyone freaks the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yep. As soon as they make that, because it's another, the, it just makes aliens so much cooler. The fact that they just like spew out basically ink, but the shit moves. Like every time they form into a circle, it still like moves a little bit mm. once the word is written. Um, so cool. They got some weird atmosphere stuff in there, you know? Yes. So I feel like that kind of helps it float around. Yeah. And not that this is what you meant, but the atmosphere of this movie is incredible too. It's so <laughs> yes. good. Wicked good. <laughs> Everything in the army camp is like blue and cold. And then what you think is the past is like warm and orange. And then it turns out that's the future. Yes. Yep. And obviously everything in the alien ship is fairly monotone. Mm -hmm. Yes. But good. Um, Forrest Whitaker's really mad at her when they get back <laughs> again. Surprise. And then this is when she's like, we like we have to ask them, what's your purpose here? I think this is when she writes on the whiteboard. And she explains it. And she explains like, well, we can't do this until we do that. And we can't do that until we do this. I feel and we need them to understand what the building blocks of our language are and how they function in a context. I feel like they do a really good job in this movie explaining the linguistic stuff. Yes. Because it is really important to the movie and they make it so simple for you to understand like the importance of different things. Like her going over that what is your purpose thing is obviously for us. Um, and it helps because it makes you see how smart Louise is. Like a lot of the things she does, like her thinking to bring the whiteboard and like yeah. explaining why these things are important and where they're going to get tripped up and things like that. And then uh, even in the, like, I think the next scene, the next time they go, she met like, as soon as they do the symbol, she's like, I think this is that symbol again. Like, she knows right away. She can recognize already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty soon, too, where she's, like, looking at the things and saying, like, oh, I think that curly thing's a question mark or, like, denotes a question. Yeah. And, like, she picks up on shit very, very fast. I do like how she plays it and how the character is written to be fairly realistically a person who is very good at this, at, like, deducing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. How she's, like, she's looking for those kind of signifiers of like the curly part. Maybe that means it's a question. Maybe that's some kind of punctuation. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I think that's, that's what it is. A lot of the movie, what and does it, it for it me? It is like an investigation really. Yes. She's doing, yeah. Everything is very real. Like I, oh, every time I see something like this is how it would be, you know? Um, so I, I think that's yes. part of it, but yeah, the, what is your purpose thing? I feel like it's right where they, start getting me with like the linguistic stuff. I'm like, well, oh, this is really cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that is important. You know, that would get fucked up. Like they wouldn't understand. I like when she says too, like we have to know, we got to make sure they know when we say you, we mean the aliens and not like, why are you Joe alien here or yes. something like that? I'm like, well, that's really funny. Why am I here? Oh, my job is to drive the spaceship. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes, but it's, but it's like correct, you know? Yeah. It's so funny because it's such a simple sentence, but like when you break it down, I guess like, oh yeah, there is kind <laughs> of a lot you need to know. Like, okay. I'll buy you some time. <laughs> like, oh yeah. There's a lot to this. Uh. <laughs> um, third attempt is where it seems like they're confused. So she takes her suit off. Yes. And then Ian does too. 
Yeah, and he's just like, oh, okay, me too. <laughs> and I think this is where they get their names. Right? Because uh, they communicate like Louise, Ian. Yes. And then they both put up the stuff. And then this is when she says they're going to call him Abbott and Costello. I think so. Or actually, Renner says that. I noticed at that point, too, he said, everyone dies eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is this like a... Yeah, Ian's got nothing to live for either. No. He's so single. At, at this part, too, I notice when she's like thinking about taking the sewer off or is taking the sewer off, they keep flashing to the bird. Yes. And all I can think of is she's thinking, well, the bird's okay. And I'm like, no, Louise, ass. That's the same one, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Louise, they die every time uh, yeah. we bring them back. <laughs> That's the same canary as last time, right? Yeah. And I like that the soldiers keep being like, can we like forcibly remove them? And then the people back at camp are like, no, nah, let them go. Yeah. Like honestly, why not? Like worst case scenario, they're just gonna die, right? It's probably if it's too yeah, late. It's already too late. It's already too late for them. Yeah, I guess they're worried about you bringing back some biological thing, right? Yeah, but th- this is one of the iconic, in a literal sense, images from the film, where she's her hands on the glass, yeah, and then the uh, the squiddy boy puts his hand on the glass too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abbott, I think, is always on the left. <laughs> now that's a proper greeting or something. Yeah. I do feel kind of bad that later on in the movie when she goes in there and she's like, where's Abbott? And like, this guy's like, we told you our names, but sure. I'll, he's dying. Thanks for asking. You yeah. couldn't even use his real name anyway. Um, <laughs> and then when they get back from this session is when they have to, they're having like a chat with a doctor and he's like, uh, they look fine, but I'm going to give them all the drugs. <laughs> give them every drug we have and do more blood work. Yeah, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll just let him keep going without the suits. Um, and then we get to a plot that I find to be totally unnecessary in this movie. They show this that one squarely soldier on the phone with his family, like it's fine. Yes, everything's fine. Yeah. So the first time I saw that, I assumed it was just to show more of like the panic that's going on in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's- this dude's wife is like, because they he, I assume they can't say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same guy because you can tell because he's got like evil villain bone structure. He does, yeah. Mm. And it, when he's the one who's been like looking at Louise, like this, like this asshole kind of vibe the whole time. Um, so yeah, that was like, ooh, I guess this guy's gonna be the conflict in this movie because they haven't really introduced um, Michael Stuhlbarg, who plays the government guy, who's like, obviously this is bad news for us and we need to. Like prepare for war. Yes, uh, he's the very. But he hasn't. Guy. He hasn't fully emerged as like the main antagonistic force in the movie yet. There's not honestly. There's not even because uh, he never even ends up being the real. You know what I mean? Because no one at this yeah. compound makes any of the decisions. No, he's but he's ultimately the guy that is like commanding people to hold guns up at Jeremy Renner and Louise at the end of the movie. Yes, um, but he doesn't shoot him. No, he doesn't shoot him. Right, yeah. But so I feel like the the soldiers mutinying is kind of like it feels so much like Villeneuve had the idea of and I know this is directed from a novella and maybe it's in that. And if it is I don't I'm, know I'm sorry. Um <laughs> but like the the image that he probably came up with and then maybe worked back from. I said probably, but I shouldn't say that. He's a really good writer and director. <laughs> I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Um 
of them, the gravity changing and them getting thrown out of through like the pod bay doors and the explosion happening while the aliens close the doors so they don't die. It feels like they came up with that idea and they're like, mm, how do we get an explosion in there? <laughs> mm, <yeah>. Let's <laughs> let's every like 25 minutes have one shot of this guy not having a good time. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the explosion is good though. Cause it does like change stuff. We'll get to that. You know I mean? Yes. Yes. It changes the relationship. It does. It does, kind of. But yeah, so Amy Adams is spending time decoding the circles and she's having some flashbacks or so we think. Yeah, so I really like too that the flashbacks start early. Like they start real early. As soon as she says anything Uh, about the circles, they start. mm -hmm. And you don't realize that at the time, but it's because she's already learning the language. Like she starts, like you can tell she's figuring out the language pretty quick, like the basics of it. And that's when she starts the flashbacks, which... Now, in the by the end, you know, is she's learning the language so she can see the future. And it's awesome because every time she has a flashback, she has like a bit of a panic attack. But we, you you really are like, oh, well, she's remembering her daughter dying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's in a stressful situation, so she's remembering stressful parts of her life. It makes sense. And it, it, you don't put together, no, she's stressing out because she's having visions that she does that make no sense. She's having what she thinks are hallucinations. Yes, I... <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, I feel like in other movies who try and do something like this, it can feel cheap, but it doesn't really hear. Like, it's it's not telling you. She's not communicating. She's not going to Ian and being like, I'm seeing the weirdest things that don't look like anything that have happened to me in my life before. Yes. <laughs> um, she just looks like someone who is, like, wrestling with these inner demons. But you later find out she's having, she's seeing things that she has never seen happen to her before. And Probably kind of should have brought weird. that up to the doctor, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> That's with the scene with Ian where he's like, are you dreaming? And she's like, I'm not unfit for the job or something. She yeah. wants this job. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. doesn't, she knows if she, she brings say this up, wrong. she's off. Right. And, that, and that's what I mean. There is reason in there that she is not telling people. Yes. <laughs> that. Because this is like, it's either here or one of the next few times they're at camp where she, the, the zero sum game thing happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that one, it's very clear that she is. Yes. And it's her in the future remembering the present instead to find the word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which again, you don't realize is happening at the time. Yes. Well, it's not her in the future remembering the present. It's both events happening together, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah. yeah. In, in the chronological, if you were, and I know we shouldn't do this, but if you were to look at the events of the movie linearly, it's her in the future not being able to remember the word, but then remembering, telling her daughter like, oh, it's your dad who would know that word. And then thinking of a time in the past where she did hear the dad say, say that word. Yes. <laughs> which is really cool, which is something that obviously at the moment you're like, I don't know what any of that was. That was weird. Yes. I think this is where I started started thinking like, okay, I mean, maybe this isn't a flashback because that would be a really weird structure narratively. Yes. Because <laughs> it didn't seem to add anything uh, in a weird way. Okay. They're back in the ship. And this is when the Jeremy Renner heptapods voiceover thing happens. This is the first time they call them heptapods, I believe. Yes. So this is... Now they've jumped it's, forward. It's a, a montage month. of a bunch of sessions. Yes, this is them jumping forward one month, and this is because this. I think in this voiceover he says something like, "In a month, we've learned almost nothing, yep. essentially." Yeah, and everything we have, and yeah, and it's like it's, Louise is putting the rest of us to shame because no one else is doing anything useful. <laughs> yes, I love this little voiceover because it's an alien movie. I want to know about the aliens, so it's really cool for them to be like. 
the ship it basically doesn't even it's basically not even here right yep they're like that that's it like it doesn't there's no sign at all that it's here <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't know what it's made out of we don't know how it got here we know nothing <laughs> yeah it admits nothing admits nothing yeah that was it's so cool i don't know why either they're just yeah, like you have cool. questions the answer to all of them is we don't know i'm like whoa that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm still just blown away that it's been so long i think it's just because they answer so many like interesting things i wouldn't have thought of like oh well how like things that they would have thought like okay well what what is it outputting you know like what waste is it making how are they talking to each other you know yeah there's no the the air is undisturbed by any Why, signal or yeah, radio waves radio in yeah it's like we've checked all this no answers <laughs> yeah like just those those are things i wouldn't have ever thought yeah. of checking and them telling you like we checked it, and there should be something. Well, that's there. why they didn't invite you when this happened in a few years. Yeah, they they oh they they end up, but it's for different reasons. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't. I don't. I, I there's a. I don't know if I can talk about it because I technically haven't signed the documents yet. So that's document. fine. You have, if you haven't signed the NDA yet, yeah. You can talk about but it. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. You you can't say what services you performed for the aliens though. Services rendered. <laughs> and then the next scene, there's some light flirting in the back of a pickup truck. Oh yeah. Oh, I also like when they mention why they picked these spots, and they're like, "Oh, it has like not a lot of lightning strikes, maybe, or like someone had a, a hit concert in all these spots, so whatever." Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. So great assault. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is where they both commiserate about being single. And it's not like, it, it's like, slight, like I said, it's slightly flirty, but it's more just like two people who are non-military and both in this situation that they find extremely overwhelming. Yes. Pretty much. And the way Louise talks, it could be interpretive that she's had a divorce, but yes. she has not. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. but she does. She she feels like she can remember being married, <laughs> but she doesn't. She hasn't quite put her finger on it yet. Yes, no. She says something like, "Oh, even with like the being able, like communication skills aren't going to help you to not yes. be single or something like that." Which what we know about her that she's estranged from her husband over the death of her child yeah. makes sense, but it turns out she doesn't know that happens yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or with this guy that she's talking to. <laughs> anyway, it's day 25. It's a news report. It has big day 25 emblazoned on it. Um, everything's bad. The government's handling of the crisis is under question. The soldier guy is watching a fake Rush Limbaugh on YouTube. This is also the fir- when the first picture. Is this when the first picture of the aliens comes out? Or is that a little while later? Uh, it might be. I think that in one of the news broadcasts, I think it's around now where it's like, oh, panic after the first picture of the aliens is leaked and it shows just a picture of the heptahopon. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh God, I got to steal a TV. <laughs> I'm so sad about this guy's face. I'm going to break a window. <laughs> Which Poor is, Abbott's uh, like, dude, chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, I guess I could have used a different angle with my seven arms. But. <laughs> <laughs> Abbott leaked the image. <laughs> I would have p- bet money on one of the soldiers. <laughs> Abbott leaked his own nudes. Yeah. It's a PR stunt. <laughs> yeah, that's the twist at the end of the movie 
Amy Adams goes in when they're not expecting her and they're like, we're fully wearing clothes. They're like, you've been naked every time we see you. They're like, oh, we didn't think you noticed. We didn't. We thought it was funny. Uh, I love it. You're not going to believe what that smoke we've been emitting is. (laughs) Oh my God. But the looting and stuff is just very realistic. I really do do believe it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, she's having a lot stronger, quote unquote, flashbacks now. And this is when Jeremy Renner says if she's been, you know, dreaming, if she's. And yeah, and he gives you the thing about the language. Re, like language rewires your brain. You think in whatever language. It's do funny. You think you're, do you think you're dreaming in their language? <laughs> I always liked this scene because the first time I, I watched it, I was like, oh, I've heard that before. The thing about like your language determines how you think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, that's, cool that's like a, a, yeah, that's a theory. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, and is this when she sees the heptapod in the room with her? Yes. When she's like, oh, just uh, just because I'm dreaming in a language or having weird dreams doesn't mean like I'm unfit for this job. And she looks over and Abbott's there. And like, he goes like, Aah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He turns on your subwoofer. Poor Amy Adams. <laughs> Something's wrong. Um, and then the whole time this has been going on, they're talking about, and again, I mean, we're not harping too much in the dialogue because I think overall it works for this movie. But when they introduce General Shang, the Chinese leader, they say they, they call him the big domino. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, because what he does, the others follow. <laughs> yes. It's like, okay. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> um, I believe it's one of the like people in, that are working there. Yeah. Says it to them. Anyway. So China is like, you know, posturing a lot of, eventually China's cool, but it is very specifically about China fucking stuff up for a while in this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. I should say Denis Villeneuve is Canadian. So, yeah. It's not as, it is explicitly U.S. military than with Amy Adams, though. Yeah. I, well, the one thing that I noticed, too, is that China isn't as boogeyman-y in this movie as a lot of others, because it's more so like China, they just mentioned that um, all everyone's going to follow whatever China does. But for a long time, they men- don't mention much. I think they say China's being like kind of quiet and not sharing their info but it takes a while before they're like, China's like, get the aliens out of here or says something like the aliens are doing. Yeah. And they're, the China's message is something like, we all have to work together to destroy the aliens. <laughs> Which, but yeah, I hope everyone follows China's lead and like declaring war. Yeah, declaring war on the aliens. You know what I mean? This is when Amy, they show a clip of, to, of Shang to Amy Adams and she realizes that they're talking about Mahjong symbols. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she says to, I think, to Forrest Whitaker, oh, they're teaching them how to speak in terms of a game that is about winning. And this is where she says, like, if if all I ever gave you was a hammer, then everything would look like a nail. Yes. Um, Which was cool because, like, they don't really go into detail about how they're using Mahjong to teach them. Yeah. But I'm immediately like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, and it's cool just to think, like, everyone is doing very different things to try to communicate with these aliens. I'm like, oh, that's, like, so cool. You know what I mean? And it is interesting because they are getting something out of them because they say on that little news program like that someone uh, got a message to use weapon. Um, and then there was another yeah. one too. So they are like 
getting information. They're they're ahead of everybody else. Yes. After this is when he he says to Amy Adams, like, oh, time to ask the big question. And they do. And it's because China, the thing I like here is China asked the big question just before, too early, and get an incorrect response like Amy Adams warns. Now they have to ask the question early. They get the same response. And they get the same fucked up response. Yes. And which is offer weapon. Offer weapon. And then they're in the room and she's like, well, we don't know if they're offering or they're asking. And we don't know if they know that tool can be separate from weapon. Mm -hmm. And they have been, again, if you've only shown them something where you're trying to defeat someone else, then weapon is a beneficial, useful thing. Yes. Um, But then Michael Stuhlbarg's like, it means they're trying to make us all kill each other. And she's like, you don't have any evidence for that. And he's like, look at all the evidence I have. Yes. <laughs> England and India. And he mentions a bunch of other things too. Yes. I do like that all the military guys, every time she says anything, they always go back to like very militaristic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? That's yeah. what you know. That's what they know. They got the hammer. <laughs> yep. Um, and then this is when all the interpreters start turning off their things. Yes. Which is a cool moment. Yeah, except for Australia. They, I, they're the last to go. <laughs> yeah. But you, you can see, like, over the shoulders of the interpreters are, like, people with guns, like, to telling them to turn their shit off, which yes. I like. Um, and then this is when, because right after they were told off a weapon, they got out of there, and now they're going back in basically mid-session. Yes. And this is when... I think, I think they the uh, Russian scientist gets executed, too, on the news or something like that <laughs> right around yeah. now. I like this, too, because the tension really builds here when you're like, holy shit, everything is falling apart. You know what I mean? Because I think China has said they're going to attack in 24 hours at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they go back in, and uh, the soldiers are looking shady because they put a big bomb up in front of the screen. Yeah, we, we saw that. Yeah. And then they're telling him, like, oh, you can't go back in there. You can't go back in there. And then one of them is eventually just like, just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> They'll die too, but that's fine with us because we've been watching too much Fox News. Um, <laughs> Very relevant now, huh? <laughs> and then, yeah. And you can tell Amy Adams doesn't want to say this, but she says, give technology now, yes. which isn't really her style. And uh, it's a cool moment when the guy's tapping on the glass. Yes. I like it. It's really cool. Um, and that's the Abbott, I believe, is tapping on the glass. And then they do like the co-writing thing. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Really cool. She's having more flashbacks. Yep. Well, now she can write in the language. Yes. You know. um, and she gets the big cloud of uh, information. Yes. And they, they hear gunshots from below. Uh-huh. And then the uh, the have the pods kick them out. Yeah. And that's a really cool image. It's so cool. I've said that this whole plot line is maybe working backwards from this image, but that doesn't cheapen this particular image, which is really cool where they like start floating and then the gravity reverses back down. Yes. It's so cool. I also like on like a second watch because you know that the heptapods know about the bomb. Well, that's what, when he started tapping on the glass, I thought that's what he was, he was trying to be like, yo, look over there. <laughs> yeah, so on a second watch, I, cause I mentioned to him like, why, why would he be telling him about the bomb? You know what I mean? He already knows what's going to happen. And he's like, oh no, he's not telling him about the bomb. He's trying to get her to come touch the glass. Yes. <laughs> um, but they do know about the bomb because yeah. they know everything. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, they, we, we, he knows he's got enough time to get this information off. Yes. He's not even in a rush. Up. <laughs> no, he's like, well, I know this is going to work out. Yeah, I already know how this And I'll goes. die shortly after, but I will have done my purpose here. Yes. 
Um, which his purpose was to drive the ship. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is your purpose? I die. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> and then Amy Adams is like, as long as they stay, we still have time after she wakes up from her concussion. Um, yes. And, and it's, oh, and it's, been, a, it's been a bit of time, we think, maybe. It can't be too long because General Shang's going to attack in 24 hours. Well, that's a good point. Um, the shell goes way up higher. Yes. And China has is releases its ultimatum. Um, and then they're they're just trying to decode the circles. Yes. And she's like having bigger, stronger flashbacks. But then it's Renner actually that cracks the code because he finds the time. Yes. So an, a certain amount of times and he realizes that the writing versus negative space is one twelfth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when they go to the generals and stuff. Like we gotta, we gotta share it. And they're like, "This, you, you can't look." It's and all late. the all the screens are off. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And oh, and this is where the non-zero sum game comes up. Yes, which makes more sense because it's a non-zero sum game. We both get something out of it, right? That's, yes. We all need to work together. Yes, and that is pretty late at this point. So this is around where you're able to realize. You know what I mean? Yes. Sorry, that whole section where we talked about it earlier that was my bad. Bad note taking. And then I think this is also when Amy Adams goes back and looks at the shit and realizes she can read all of them. Yes. Like she's like, I can just read these. I know exactly what they all say. Yes. And then, yeah, yeah, because, and then she says, she doesn't say, she sees herself in the white void with the smoke in her hands. She sees the pod elevator coming down from the thing. And she just kind of pieces out, steals a car, and goes off to the thing. Yes. And I love, they see her like, this thing coming down to pick her up and they are not me like we got to get a truck and try and get over there as fast as possible They're like well i guess she's going to the aliens <laughs> 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 we've never seen this shit happen before but i guess she's in cahoots this is crazy <laughs> this shit's crazy I'm gonna remember this one um <laughs> as she's going up the inside turns like almost like an icy white and her hair turns into cgi hair yes um which is this isn't that old a movie but the the hair CGI doesn't look great. No, um, that the, this that that whole scene of her in there does not look particularly great, but that's okay. It's fine. I I like it for mood and you know it's yeah. fucking creepy in there. Yeah. yeah, and I like that you get to see the the heptapod up close, and it's like holy shit, you have like this huge yeah, it's head. It's got thing. like shoulders and a knob at the top. There. <laughs> yes, I'm like, where's your face? <laughs> yeah, and I think the implication is that it is like around the knuckles, but it does look like the silhouette of someone's shoulders and head at the top. It does. So I don't know. I assume the head's big. They have big brains or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And then we finally get subtitles for what they're saying. Yeah. Although I guess when it's sort of like speaking later, you do see that there's something like moving in the top of its dome. I don't know. Um, yeah. So she's just talking directly to it now. I like that the f- she can read this. So you're just seeing subtitles when they're talking. Yes. Well, not talking when they're writing now. And Abbott is death process is a pretty cool turn of phrase. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. But yeah, I really like this. She's asking him for help and she he's telling her like, you have weapon, use weapon. Yeah, <laughs> Louise has weapon. Yeah. Use weapon. Yeah. And so, she's like, I don't I know love. what any of this means. She she went up there so that he could send a message to the 11 other shells. Uh, but he's instead like, no, you have to be the one to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she finally manages to ask what their purpose is. And he says, we need your help in 3,000 years. And she's like, "What? how do you know that? How do you see the future? Yeah. 
And he's just like, peace. Yeah. You got everything you need. I think he says Louise sees future too or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, when she realizes, and I guess when we all like, that's where it cements like that she is seeing the future. Yeah. And then for the rest of it, it's doing the temporal stuff and it's weaving in all the daughter stuff with everything she's doing. Stuff is the proper word here. I like that it loops back and to mommy and daddy talk to animals. Yeah. I, I like that a lot that they, they, cause they had shown that in like the middle of the movie, the daughter draws the picture of mom and dad and the canary. Yes. Oh, I remember now one of the other countries had the message. There is no time use weapon. That's yes, there is no time. Was a message in another yeah. country. There is no time. Use weapon. And I was like, "That's funny," because what they mean is like that time's an illusion, man. Yeah, the time <laughs> time is not of the essence. Yeah, um, yeah. So there is no time. <laughs> the spaceships all go horizontal, and in some places they are actually like damaging property because they're going real low onto the ground. They show like oh, one man. shot of them like break, breaking power lines and yeah. stuff. Yes, which is rude. Um, <laughs> And I wrote back here, the flashbacks are hitting um, in a good way. And she's seeing her daughter ask her why her name's Hannah. And she's explaining the palindrome. And you're like, oh, I get this. Yeah. Um, and then she starts, this is when she's reading the book that she will write in the future and seeing herself give a lecture on hip to pot language mm-hmm. <laughs> as she is just like, Oh, I think Jeremy Renner comes over and she's like, we got to get out of here. And she's looking at the thing. And she's like, Oh, I can just fully read this now. I know exactly. I can read this. He's like, oh, fuck. That's cool. And then she starts seeing the forward flash of her at the gala talking to Shang. Yeah, I like uh, when she like first walks out at the gala, all the flags that are up. Yeah. And it, then you also see the like a heptapod circle. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's some kind of like unity gala thing. You know yeah. I, mean? I think it's, okay, I mean, if you want to play it out, all the countries had to work together to make this happen. And there's probably like, okay, now that we know there's other people out there that aren't on Earth, we got to get Earth on the same page. <laughs> I think that that's the whole thing is yeah. that that's what the heptapods wanted was we need to be yeah. unified as one planet rather than yeah. all these countries. Um, but yeah, this whole scene's really, really great because the way that the actor who's Shang, who's, who was, I thought was in other stuff, but I didn't actually, fig- I couldn't figure out what I was recognizing him from. He's in a bunch of stuff. He, he works a lot. Um, he gives her his phone number eventually, but that whole scene, you're like, is he angry or what's going on? And you realize like, he's just sort of like, I think this is what I need to do right now, but I'm not really sure. And I don't know how this works. Yeah, so this is, but the, I think it's important that I show you my phone yeah. number. <laughs> it's in the future. So I assume that people kind of know that heptopod language does something like this. Right, because we, yeah. we have to know the significance of it at this point. But it seems like she has like the cipher or whatever. Yeah, she's like I think the only one. So because he says something like I don't know how your brain works, I won't say that. But I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So he like, you know what I mean? Is aware like I think I tell you this, and that's how you know it. Um, and it's really cool. It's a really cool scene. Yeah. It's a really cool scene. Especially, too, like, it starts with him just giving the phone number. You know what I mean? So it's her, like, then she steals the phone, and she's, like, making the call. And the whole time, she's like, but what am I going to tell this guy? What am I supposed to tell this guy? I'll never forget what you said to me. And and it's it's the the last, my dying wife's final words, and he 
leans in and says it into her ear. And basically you hear on her satellite phone that Shang picks up and she's just yelling these words at him <laughs> yes. just right off the bat. I mean, that's a way to get someone's attention. It's interesting too, because yes. the future Amy Adams doesn't know what's going on when he's saying this stuff. I noticed like she was confused. Like she didn't expect him to be giving it, her the phone number. And she hasn't done the call yet at right, that point. Cause she's yeah. doing time in different, a different order than right. Like the order we see the movie, I think, Cutting out the very first, the prologue, that's the order Amy Adams is living in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's chronological for her. Right, which is weird. Yes. So that's why she's confused because she hasn't done the call yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's living time in a weird order. I feel like that must be weird for General Shang because he's like, I think I'm supposed to show you this. And she's just confused. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then he's like. All right, you don't seem too happy, yeah, but okay, no. I hope that works. All right, I'm glad nobody knows what's <laughs> going then, on like, here. You look around <laughs> like, all right, we're all still here, so I guess it works. I also like- We didn't all kill each other. I think it was like a scene before this when she's with Hannah on the beach. She goes, Hannah, what day is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. That's a great scene. Keeping too, track of the know. day must be a nightmare for her. Yes. Mm. Right? Forever well, I guess now. days don't really exist for her. I feel like living no. a nonlinear life cannot be fun. No, it can't. Um- Everything works out. China backs off. Everyone else backs off. China backs off and does an emergency press conference where they say, and here's all our data. We're going to share all our data. Yeah, and I like that. I like that they do a lot of the exposition dump through the news, too, because this the news comes back up. Oh, you know, China's going to blow them out. Like, oh, wait, this just in. China has, uh, you know, emergency press conference. They're they're backing off and sharing all their data. Yeah. Um, and as this happens, that's when we see the ships leave, right? Yeah, and then there's some Amy Adams voiceover happening here on montage and you see that like the father was Jeremy Renner the whole time yes. in some of these like quick flashes. And yeah, the, the ships leave and turn into clouds or turn on can- active camouflage. You don't they really just know. Disappear. They Which is disappear. extra cool. Cause there was no sign they were there to start with pretty much. Yeah. Right. You're totally and right. we didn't see them land either. Nope. Um, they were just there. You assume that they're like, pew, shoot down onto it, the, but they might've just been there. Yep. Maybe it has something to do with how they exist in time. You know what I mean? They're wherever they want, whenever they want kind of thing. Yeah. And then Amy Adams asks Renner, like, what would you do if you could see your whole life? And he says, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd say what I'd feel more often. I don't know. Um, and then he this, this is when he has the line, like, uh, it turns out it wasn't, you know, about meeting them. It was about meeting you. Mm-hmm. And they hug and she says, like, you. oh, I forgot how good it was to hug you. Yep. And it's like, oh, they've never hugged before. Yep. And then there's like a Terrence Malick-esque uh, low-angle montage of the girl like running through the grass and like life and celebration and sadness and happiness and everything that happens. Um, and then he asks her if you want to make a baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do they need help with in 3,000 years? It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Earth will be very different by that. They might not, we might not be able to help them. <laughs> no, they know that we can, I think. Well, that's a good point. We've already helped <laughs> that's, them. Right, that's already happened. Okay, yeah, I take that back. Yeah, we've already helped them for <laughs> What sure. could we possibly offer? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, 3,000 years, and we have the nonlinear time thing now, and we're unified, so maybe we can offer a lot. Yeah, we got 3,000 years to figure it out, mm-hmm. but time's a ticking. Not really. <laughs> I like when she explains to Hannah why Jeremy Randall left too. Cause that's kind of cool that, you know, she like knows her, I don't know. It's fucked up. She knows her daughter's going to die and she has the kid anyway. And then 
it, I, it, I guess that Jeremy Renner knows she can see the future and shit. Yeah, she she says that he said I made the wrong choice. So yes. which part of that do you think she's talking about? She shouldn't have had a kid. Like yeah, she, yeah, for sure. He does. He I thought said, it was that she shouldn't have had a kid, or it could have been that she shouldn't have told him that this was going to happen. <laughs> I think it was like you shouldn't have had the kid if you knew she was going to die. Yeah, but is she like a? Is it like a Doctor Manhattan scenario where she has to? Where, where stuff just happens even if she knows it's going to happen and be well, bad? I don't think so. That's, that's why there's the whole question of do you want to make a baby? Because she says yes. Yes. Because she well, okay, could have so said yes, no. Well, okay, so yes, there is a decision made there. So Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I was just offering an alternative, but this makes more sense by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it does bring into question the whole like free will thing, though, because time's nonlinear, like all the future's happening, the past is, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's the daughter's or in Amy Adams's timeline that she's living, the daughter already died. So can she say no to that question? Right. Yeah. Know. So this is, uh, is this just a Louise thing? The seeing stuff in a circular. I way. would say no. Like, I think it's a tool for humanity to be able to, As of that's now, what I thought her. too, but it doesn't seem she, like anyone else is doing it. Uh, yeah, I know. But she like, well, as of Yet. like, yeah, like she's like teaching the language to everybody. Years. Right, yes. she's teaching the language. She's, to she's the one who has to teach it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't understand. Oh, so you're right. It's not like everyone else learns it automatically, or she wouldn't be writing the book and giving lectures on it. Right, yes. yeah. but like, it, I don't know. Jeremy Renner never learned the language. He was there too. He should have absorbed a lot of it. It right. might be something that's just hard to do. I you bet it I mean? is. Yeah. Maybe you it's probably can't. really hard to do. Maybe though. it's something you have to like teach kids instead. I guess he's a science guy and not like a linguist guy. Yeah, you have yeah. to start in, learning heptapod in grade school. You know what I mean? If yeah. you wanna. And it seems like she gets a, enough of a jolt of understanding from Abbott through the windscreen mm -hmm. to show her just a bit into the future to a version of her that already knows all of this. Who <laughs> <laughs> she's literally reading the dictionary that she wrote. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So this I guess is that awesome. works because it was. It, I noticed it was like a heptapod language, a handbook, or yeah. something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's literally called for something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I, she she knows the language fluently because she already knew it. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I I do think that though. Like why? Um. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, because everyone like. General Shang is confused, but not that confused. You know what I mean? Like he understands that like there's some like she her time isn't right. So people are aware of what the language does. You know yeah. what I mean? She's unstuck mm -hmm. in time, kind of. Yes. Brain wise. It is such a weird concept, weird. but it's so cool. Like the uh, like there's just so much happening with this movie because it's like a story just about people too, because you know, you there's Louise and the daughter and Jerry Moreno, which is already cool enough. Like, I like the little stories like that. But then there's fucking aliens. And why are these fucking aliens here? And it turns out they're here to teach us how to live in a non-linear timeline, like where you can be in any part of your life at any time. Uh, it's so cool. Who the fuck <laughs> thought of this? Um, I can, I can tell you. <laughs> I know. I told you I didn't take any notes on... Uh... on anything besides what actually happens. I guess how the fuck did they think of it is more of... The correct question. Yeah, that's true. Um, so one one thing that I think is worth mentioning is that the title card doesn't come up until the end of the movie. So uh, the, it was written by Ted Chang, the uh, novella. Um, and usually that's just a lot of movies just put the title card at the end. But we get to the end of the movie and it's like, we've arrived at this understanding. <laughs> 
I, the title card should have came in the middle. That would have yeah. been cool. Mm-hmm. I would have been so confused. <laughs> all, all good title cards come like at least an hour in, I think. Yes. It's good. I heard you paint houses in The Irishman. Comes pretty far in. Mm-hmm. Mad oh Max gosh. goes to black after the big truck drives into the windstorm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Drive my car comes in real late, right? It's like a half hour in. Yes. I was yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you scale scale that up to a normal movie that would have shown it at the beginning. You're like, Oof, that was just the prologue. Yes, yeah, we were really we've got ten times the amount of movie left. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, so cool show, cool show. Wow, yeah, cool show. That's what yeah. I'm going to call movies from now on. Cool mm-hmm. shows. So, did she make the right choice? Yeah, obviously, he'll get over it. No, she made <laughs> the wrong choice. I don't think she, but she, but she had already made it. Yeah, she did. Make, it was wrong still. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I watched it, I thought she made the wrong choice. And the second time, I thought she made the right choice. Wow. Isn't that weird? Nope. That wrong kid choice. wrote poetry. She can sell that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Yeah, her opening the book, the box, instead of a book spot, I thought it was like poetry that she ripped off. <laughs> Can't afford the taxes on this house easily. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did really like how it portrayed. Amy Adams especially, but just like academics counting Jeremy Renner too. Cause like, um, that it, f- it rang pretty true for my, you know, limited knowledge of academics, but to, you know, thinking of it in terms of problem solving and really sort of logical steps to take to do it. And mm-hmm. cause you know, if you present to me with like figure out how to talk to these aliens, I want to know, but there's like an actual process. I love that there's a process. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that they, they explain it to us too. Like I said, yeah. uh, the, they do a really good right. job with all the linguist stuff, explaining like why she's picking certain words and how they're going about getting to this question. Even like the the offer weapon thing, they go over it again. Like, oh, you know, us offer, you offer, is weapon tool or technology or it could mean a lot of things. Yeah. So I, I do like all that. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I like I, I like everything about this movie. I think, um, besides that one weird soldier plot where they watch Rush Limbaugh and then try and blow up a spaceship, um, but so what, what? What's the movie about? Like communication and stuff, right? But I don't even know, dude. Like it's <laughs> there's a lot happening, so I I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm not very deterministic personally, but. It does seem like it's really only happening to Amy Adams that people are mad at her for not telling them the future. <laughs> That's a weird place to be. And she's like, you want me to tell you the future? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I don't know when the future is. Like, bro, it's horrible in here, in my brain. I could try, but I there's a 50% chance I accidentally tell you the past. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be unpleasant. It like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to live that way. She does seem off. Like once we realize like she's nonlinear, like you said, when General Shang's talking to her, she's just like, ah, like totally lost. You know what I mean? And then she seems kind of lost in future self or past self after that. Like she really does seem like it's a burden. Yeah. <laughs> and she does ask him, if you knew what was going to happen, would you make different choices? And he doesn't say yes. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, all right, then I guess we're doing this. Yeah. And then he gets mad at her later. <laughs> Asshole. Jeremy, I hope Jeremy Renner's okay. He got run over by that snow tractor. Yeah, we're yes. talking about that. Yeah. Um, he seems like a kind of strange guy. Anyway, he yeah. had that. He had that app. 
I don't know what app. Yeah, he, he just had an app that was just like stuff Jeremy Renner's up to. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit weird. But like, it, he there was like a there was like an you know, like a currency on it, like Renner bucks. I don't like that. That's weird. If you got like twenty thousand Renner bucks, he'd like call you or something. That's odd. <laughs> I'm making all that up from vaguely, vaguely remembered stuff. Uh, yeah, he got ran over by a snowplow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was his own fault. <laughs> was it? I thought he was helping somebody. He was helping them poorly. Oh, well, good he, intentions. It was a tractor that he, it was his. Oh. And it was one that has like, it wasn't like a, it's, it was like a snowcat kind of thing mm-hmm. that has like huge tread tires, almost like a tank. Yeah. And he was on a hill and it started sliding away. So he jumped on top of the moving treads to try and get back in the cabin of it. Oh. And he got pulled under because they were moving. Mm, that is not what I thought happened. That's what happened. Clearly, I only read the headlines. <laughs> right. The headlines are like, oh my God, he got hit by a snowplow. That's like, it was his own yeah. and it was very predictable. Didn't see that part. <laughs> I knew someone who got hit by a snowplow once. Like on a car or like a snowcat thing? No, like a regular snowplow at them. Yeah. Right, I thought it was... They got he, fucked up. I don't know. I thought this dude, like, got out of his car to help somebody that had, like, crashed and, like, he got ran over by, like, a <laughs> snowplow. Snow <laughs> yeah, by. that's what I thought happened. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, it's still terrible. It's bad. No, it shouldn't happen to <laughs> people. So we haven't talked about this movie in a bit. What else do we want to say about Arrival? Yeah. Oh, so you think that she, she made the wrong choice? I think she made the wrong choice. Shouldn't have had the kid. He yeah. tells her that... She, he wouldn't make any different choices. I'm just saying I wouldn't have made that choice. I mean, I guess it's different when you're living non-linearly because the kids already existed in your right. mind. Yeah. So you're like deleting them, I guess. I don't know. If you're living non-linearly, you see the end of your life. You see like a ton of people that you care about already die in your life. So like, I don't know. What's everybody dies. Mama? Yeah. You know, Ugh. everybody's going to die at some point. So like, might as well be happy for... You know, however many years that she's got that kid. Yeah. Even though she knows that this decision means that Jeremy Renner is going to leave her also. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's interesting. It's an interesting choice. It's really interesting. It's not an easy choice. It's not a super happy ending. No. No. There's a lot to think about in this movie. A lot of things. She seems contented, but it doesn't mean it's happy for her. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of um, so. Like I said, it's got early on a lot of like close encounters homages, but it turns into a much more of a two thousand one kind of place as far as like thinky space movies. Even though this takes place almost entirely in Montana, um, yes. <laughs> as far as like she's she's beyond now. She has become something more. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. much space like baby. much like Dave. She's a space baby now. No, you said you didn't know anything about the the time stuff coming into this movie. No, I didn't know about the time stuff, and I, I think either. I think that works really well. To the thing that I'm talking about is early on, I'm like clocking all these different movies that are also in the same genre that have done similar things or have similar ish setups, um, and then it becomes this different thing that's really about. It's not so much about this first contact. Yes, that's not really the point of the movie. Ultimately. Yes, it's, uh, I love it. You know what I mean? And then on top of it, the whole thing we're t- d- discussing with whether she made the right choice, none of this even relates to aliens at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I said, there's just a lot to think about with this movie. Yeah. 
And it's like the heptapods, they weren't going to stick around. It wasn't a big deal to them either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so like they're like, oh, we're not going to like establish an embassy here. But we'll see you in 3000 years. None of you are going to be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, that's the other thing, too, is like you see all the panic that's caused the whole time. The heptapods do nothing. They show up. They talk to us for a little while, just long enough for us to understand what they're saying. And as soon as we can understand what they're saying, they say, peace, <laughs> and they leave. Yes. And that event alone is almost enough to just fucking like end the world, basically. And I'm like, that's so true. That's like how it would happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. They're not They're Yeah, it's a good take on something that's done often, but not specifically like this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it really does it's still, it, it manages to be pretty unique despite being on some well-trod ground. Is good, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of exactly. crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do spend a lot of time. I feel like after I, every time I watch this movie, cause this is like the third or fourth time I've seen this movie. Um, I'll sit there and be like, if aliens showed up, if they did arrive here and did nothing, how much of an issue would that be for us? And I was like, it'd be a big fucking issue. <laughs> Huge issue. <laughs> yes. If they arrived and were just, there and not like not making demands not showing themselves outside of their ships they were just like there a couple ships just landed i keep thinking like Like, how long would the ships have to be there before we were like this is just fine it'd be like 10 years at least (laughs) yeah that's why i'm not super bothered by that like (laughs) Like, soldier thing it's all the way in montana (laughs) because i feel like somebody would definitely try to blow it up yeah. You know, not even government level. I feel like just kind of crazy people would be like, yeah. we need to shoot this thing out. Especially of in Montana. There'd be people trying to shoot that thing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of every country's response was to establish a very wide perimeter around all these things. Yes. That they were probably patrolling constantly. Air land. They mentioned that uh, the United States sent like the whole National Guard or something like 20,000 yeah. people. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, cool movie. Very cool movie. I like these kinds of movies. They're good. Aliens are good. Uh, we have so many different versions of aliens that whenever one does come, someone's going to be like, that movie had it like almost completely right. What was up with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That'd be uh, awesome. Let's get to ratings every week. Give or take a few months. I'll put our ratings for <laughs> the episodes up on Letterboxd on our Late to the movies, letterboxed. We will give the a rating out of five, but not stars. 0.5 to five on any scale of your choosing, aside from stars. What would you guys give Denis Villeneuve's 2016 film Arrival? I'm going to give it four and a half out of five canaries. It's pretty good. I guess it's going to be four and a half shells out of five, even though it's not five. I was trying to figure out a fraction to make it like. A four and a half limbed heptapod. What would that? What kind of pod would that be? A uh, quad, quad point five to pod. Quad point five to pod. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a quad point five to pod. <laughs> That's four point five out of, I guess seven. You're giving a quad point five to pod out of. It's a perfect five one out of seven. Quintipod. <laughs> out of one quintipod, yeah. <laughs> Perfect, yes. <laughs> I think we got there. I don't know how to spell that, but we'll figure it out. I don't think it's a word, so we can pick whatever we want. Well, thank you guys so much for being on, Ray and Greg. Thanks. Yeah, see ya. See ya. 
And welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we did it. Perfect Ooh. joke. Yeah. You can find us on Letterboxd. Sure. I started saying it and couldn't stop myself. Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. Gmail at late to the movies at gmail.com. Maybe a podcast is in there or not. You can check on our website, late to the movies.fireside.fm. And uh, what else can you do? I know what you can do. You can go on T Public. Did you like the ladies episode enough to buy a shirt with a crude drawing on it? <laughs> Not crude in terms of content, just crude in terms of ability of the person who drew it. Me. Quality. Quality, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, you can find us audioly on Podbeans, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, just a general Bing search. There's Google Podcasts. There must be Bing Podcasts also. So find us there. And if you do, tell us. Uh, we'll have a call-in show sometime. We won't, actually. Um, yeah, thanks again, guys. And uh, we already did a closing bit, so uh, bye. Bye. Bye.